Hello and welcome to the Rare Disease Cell and Gene Therapy Weekly Roundup. I'm your host, Joanna Fernandez. Every week, we at Partners for Access discuss the major news developments impacting the rare disease industry and what they mean for you. This week, we look at the creation of a new health economic-based pricing advisory committee in Spain and Japan's approval of its first gene and CAR-T therapies. We start with Spain and the Health Ministry's new advisors. In an attempt to boost drug pricing decisions, the Spanish Ministry of Health have announced the creation of an advisory committee made up of pharmacoeconomists. The aim of this committee is to increase the sustainability and efficiency of drug reimbursement processes under the National Health System, or SNS. They will provide advice on improving and monitoring economic evaluations, as well as introducing new measures and criteria to guide decisions of the Interministerial Pricing Commission, or IMPC. The Spanish Ministry of Health, together with the IMPC, are the only decision-making bodies when determining reimbursement of new drugs. Decisions thus far have been primarily based on budget impact, using clinical data provided by the manufacturer. Once a reimbursement rate is set, which could be at a premium for orphan drugs, the regions can choose to conduct their own economic evaluations. However, regional health authorities do not have the power to change the reimbursement rate, only restrict the patient population to manage their budgets. The establishment of this committee could mean that drugs undergoing evaluation may be under greater scrutiny to ensure their price is cost-effective and sustainable therefore resulting in less need for regional intervention and more uniformity across Spain. With this initiative, manufacturers will need to generate and disclose stronger economic data to achieve desired reimbursement rates. The full impact of this on reimbursement of new drugs remains uncertain, but it does show a clear intention from the Ministry of Health to have a greater focus on health economics moving forward. The process has been opaque in the past, and this initiative is expected to, at the very least, bring more transparency to the reimbursement system. Now on to Japan, and a couple of firsts for the Japanese cell and gene therapy industries. Max Rex is here to give you the details. In the last week, there have been two milestone cell and gene therapy approvals in Japan. Novartis's Kimraya became the first CAR-T therapy approved in any Asian country, when Japan's Ministry of Health, Labour and Welfare gave it a green light in two indications, relapsed or refractory B-cell acute lymphoblastic leukemia and diffuse large B-cell lymphoma. The other approval was for HGF plasmid to treat critical limb ischemia manufactured by Anges, which is Japan's first gene therapy. Although Kimraya has now been approved in Japan, It still needs to be listed for reimbursement, which is hoped could happen as early as May this year. However, there are likely to be some issues regarding the price, and there is a chance that Novartis may not be happy with the initial price recommendation. For Novartis, this approval is another positive step in its global rollout of this CAR-T drug that is hoped to generate over $1 billion in sales revenue by 2023. This decision follows similar approvals in the US, EU, Switzerland, Australia and Canada. Angez's HGF plasmid product was given a conditional approval, 
which requires that the company carries out a confirmatory study that will involve all patients who are treated with the gene therapy. This product is a bit different to some of the other gene therapies that we have seen approved in the US and EU. HGF plasmid is used to treat critical limb ischemia, which is not a rare disease. For instance, Orchard Strimvelis and Sparks Luxterna are both targeted at very rare diseases, as are many gene therapies that are currently in development. Critical limb ischemia is also not a genetic disease, which too sets this product apart from those others. Given it is not indicated for a rare disease, one would have to assume that the company is unlikely to achieve a price near what the other gene therapies achieved in recent years. HGF plasmid has had a troubled development program, with the global phase 3 study that was initiated in 2014 being terminated early in 2016. This was due to worse than expected recruitment and high costs, so the company decided to refocus on the Japanese launch. It is likely that they will be still looking to launch HGF plasmid internationally, but that will not happen for several years. Additionally, this is not the first time that HGF plasmid was filed for approval in Japan. The first attempt was in 2008, but the company then decided to withdraw the application in 2010. It's clear that there have been many issues in getting this product to market, so the recent focus has switched to getting access in Japan. For both of these new innovative therapies, how the Japanese pricing organization makes its decisions on the reimbursed price will be very interesting to see. As the world's third largest pharmaceutical market, it is vital for gene therapy manufacturers to have some idea of what price level will be acceptable. And that's it for this week. For more news and analysis, do visit our website, www.partnersforaccess.com. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to leave a review. We welcome your feedback. Thanks for listening and see you next week.